Is it really that important to eat organic? What is conscious parenting? Is homeopathy actually work? Oh God, the flu. How do I beat it naturally? How do I prepare for birth? What are the benefits of meditation? This is Healthy Happy Home, the podcast community that offers discussions and solutions for a fully conscious and integrative approach to living and parenting. We will explore and open up the topics of natural health and well-being, holistic parenting, consciousness and work-life balance to empower you to live your healthiest, happiest life. We're so grateful that you're joining us on this journey. We'd love it if you could take the time to rate, review and subscribe. It will help other people to find us so that we can grow our Elevation Nation. This season of Healthy Happy Home is sponsored by Mega Home Water Distillers, the most reliable and efficient home drinking water distiller. Mega Home are kindly offering listeners of the Healthy Happy Home podcast a 5% discount. Just use the code HHH5 at checkout. Thank you to Mega Home. Looking for a wellness break in the UK? Well, you're in the right place. At Retreat Life, we take small groups on exclusive escapes to focus on well-being, fitness and health. Relax, reconnect and re-energise on one of our empowering retreats, all located in unique locations within the natural beauty of the British countryside. For more info, go to www.retreatlife.co.uk. Welcome to Healthy Happy Home. Thank you so much for listening. As we record this, we are still in enforced lockdown during COVID-19. So uh, we are bringing you topics that we hope are relevant to what's going on right now and in the hope of offering practical solutions, easing some anxieties and encouraging a sense of equilibrium amongst all the chaos. Uh, Obviously, these podcasts will be relevant once this is all over, in case you're listening to this when life was resumed. Um, We are recording remotely, so please excuse the odd technical hitch. And we hope that you enjoy this episode. Unfortunately, Lauren is not with us today. Um, She has a problem with her tooth and she's currently having to meditate herself through the pain. So we're wishing her a very speedy recovery. So today's guest is Scott Stevenson, otherwise known as the Mindset Specialist. And welcome, Scott. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Good to see you again, Tilly. Uh, Yeah, so nice that you're here. It's brilliant. So Scott basically started working originally as a head teacher, deputy head teacher, and was the first non-medic to be employed by the US government to work with their veterans based in Asia. Scott's belief is that everybody deserves to have access to knowledge and practical tools that can easily bring about and sustain well-being. In his 25 years of experience, which has expanded over 80 countries, he has coached and mentored clients that are pushed to the limit of their physical and mental well-being. These include members of the GB Athletics Team, Ultimate Fighting Championship, UFC, Criminal Investigation Department, CID. His passion and experience from working within the educational sector has provided him with the opportunity to work as an advisor and trainer for corporate and educational leaders within the UK, the Cooperation Council for the Arab States of the Gulf, and the Dubai government. He's currently working in a school in Jersey, working to support teachers and key workers during COVID-19. So thank you so much for joining us today. We um, Basically, we thought that because everybody needs more than ever really easy and effective ways to deal with stress and anxiety and I know that what you do 
works on that level very well and obviously you you work with lots of different people but would you do you want to just start by explaining to people what you do and how it works and talking us through a few techniques maybe that we can try out i certainly will first of all it's lovely to be here tilly lovely to see you and thank you for inviting me always a pleasure yeah lovely um, to see you. So, so yeah so i'll explain as briefly as i can because it's quite diverse um so within the mindset specialist work that I do, basically I work across a whole spectrum and spectrum being from an extreme trauma, uh, for example, post-traumatic stress disorder, and then all the way through to personal flow and peak performance. And that could just be in life, it could be in sports performance, you know, the way you communicate relationship, whether it be in, you know, mentioned for a sports, high pressure performance, you name it really. Uh, and then part of that work is been able to help people detach from the emotional trauma that they might feel. So for example, something happened in a past event, it could be when you're a child or whenever, and to help people find, the pro find where the problem begins and actually use techniques, natural techniques to actually release and process that information. So then they move into a, we call it a cognitive state. They can see it, but they no longer have to feel it and also how to deal with anxiety how to not manage it not manage stress i don't believe in managing stress i believe in processing stress how do we release it and also been able to work with school teachers and children so they can communicate better with each other using various techniques and understanding how to communicate and importantly not just emotional awareness, not just having the emotional awareness of what's happening, but how to emotionally regulate. So how do we stop ourselves from being too emotionally attached? It's quite diverse. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah. so many, there's so many things within that. And the age groups I work with have been from minus eight months, so prenatal, all the way to probably, I think, 82 years old. Uh, it's probably my eldest client. And you mentioned before 80 different countries and you know that that covers all you know so many cultures and you imagine religions and belief systems within that and this is what I love the beauty of this work it just connects everybody it's just it's just something about it that we all want to get to the stage where we're empowered you know to feel good and, and then live out our, our values whatever they are. so what what are you doing at the school then at the moment so are you helping the teachers are you helping the students what are you what are you doing working yeah it's, it's a mixture really because i had an education background i'm able to combine my education background with my work that i've done for the last 10 years or so which is the, the mindset coaching and so of course the teachers have had to change everything the way they worked all the years of training they had to change that in one week to basically produce virtual classrooms and so if you imagine the pressure that's already upon the teachers and of course there's also pressure upon the children to get used to it there's pressure upon the parents to, to be able to cope and to to assist in that as well so yeah i, I basically help them to get on with the, with the role that they want to do it's that yeah. simple really and that could be sometimes working with some of the students that may be struggling um, working with the, the leaders to just smooth out the process. And it could also be one-to-one -one work if somebody's already particularly distressed by this, you know, which, um, of course, there are so many 
so much panic as well at first because that level of uncertainty as well as if they've obviously got maybe a member of their family that have, that have been suffering but they're, they're doing an incredible job there it, it is it's amazing that because we need you know they work with key workers have been on the, on the front line somebody has to be able to look after their children so they can go and do that when you're helping them are you with the mindset i guess we need to explain or you can explain what exactly what the mindset work is so it's a mixture of the eft it's the havening it's behavioral science so what what, what how do you how would you sort of describe what you do ultimately if you, if you work from a place of the way you feel affects the way you think affects the way you act the way you behave so i basically help people understand how they can change the way they feel. So if you feel anxious, if you feel stressed, feel, feel negative or scared, it's gonna affect the way you think, and that's gonna affect your future action or inaction. So the work is really to initially is helping a person to empower them to change the way they feel. That involves a variety of, uh, of, of tools. Um, I work in, I'll call it blends. I blend different methods and techniques. I don't hold on to one as this is the only thing I, I blend them when I see which other works. And yeah. So in that, the, the first type of work, psychosensory, is um, how the mind, the psychology is affected by touch. So in come uh, EFT, so emotional freedom technique, which is now more popular known as tapping. And mm. what tapping does it is basically help reduce cortisol and stress responses in the body, which basically brings the immune system back online and allows the digestive system to work, for the heart rate to reduce, and for us to be able to think more clearly and process, amongst many other things. And also there's another technique that I love to use as well, it's called havening, and that involves the, the, the touch of applying the touch like a, a stroke, and that induces all different types of things like delta waves in the brain, which is the slowest form of brain waves. And you just think about soothing the baby, <laughs> you know, yeah. that, that gentle kind of touch and integrate that into uh, practical work. I also integrate, from my experience, I was originally a PE teacher, so a physical education teacher. I did a lot of work in sports psychology. So I use a lot of work of how to create uh, visualization practices and focus practices, self-talk, how we talk about ourselves, self-thought, how we think about ourselves. And also, yeah, like various practices that would, um, the way, when we talk about self-talk as well, really the way we speak about ourselves and we think about ourselves, that's really crucial. And of course, go all the way back, the way you feel is going to affect the way you talk about yourself, the way you think about yourself. Um, so, yeah, these different blends of techniques and understanding how to get the breath back into the place that becomes natural, how to allow the body to relax so the system works. So you can move, so you can digest and stimulate and, and absorb nutrients. You know, you name it, really. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, as we talk, as we'll go through, you see there's other different things, how it applies to different, um, different situations at different times. Uh, for yeah. example, if we, took, yeah, if we looked at visualization, where we could look at projecting what we want to do in the future, well, again, if you feel stressful, you feel tense, feel it's a stressful situation it's going to affect the way you think about it when people think about maybe public speaking what do you think they picture you know <laughs> picture themselves failing or tripping up or being judged <clears throat> um 
And I suppose it's allowed people to think positively. Quite often people will say, just think positively about it. <laughs> and at that point, you're probably the least positive, and particularly towards that person who told you to think positive. So first of all, we need to be able to assess the way we feel. So I help people measure and detect how they feel in various ways, um, physically and emotionally, and then been able to, to, to process that and to reduce that to the point where they feel grounded, you know, back online, feel naturally connected. And the the EFT, the the tapping, go works on the acupuncture points. Is that right? So it like uh, it touches your t you tap on those kind of meridians. Yeah. Yeah, then, yeah. How can you just explain that exactly? Like the physical yeah. sort of way that it works, so people can understand. Yeah. It's really it's it's really what it does is incredibly complex. Basically, we just tap on acupressure points. So. Mm -hmm. Various acupressure points, and I'll just demonstrate them now. So the tapping points, so if you basically use, you can use any hand that you, you want to tap something. And so I use my left hand to do the tapping, and I tap on my right hand, and yeah. it's just the, it's the soft part on the side of the hand. So imagine if you were doing a karate chop. Yeah. It's that point. Okay, so it's so you tap so below where the root, the, the base of yeah. your finger, and before the, the finger, of the and just on so the side of the part. Yeah, okay. Side of the hand. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's easy, yeah. yeah. And then the next part, imagine where your eyebrows meet in the middle or where they would meet, and yeah. just tap in between there. It's just above tapping. the top of it. And you use two fingers every time you do then, it. Then this one tends to be two, like a two, finger, two yeah. fingers for this part, yeah. And yeah. then the next part is the very side of the eyes, where you can feel yeah. the bottom. And just like where your tear ducts are, aren't they? In a way where they're very close to where your tear ducts are, yeah. yeah. And then, or crow's feet. <laughs> well, you're looking at me now, too, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, underneath your eyes, it's the top of the cheekbone. It's very close to your eyelash. Yeah. And it feels a bit strange at first, actually, when you first ever do that. And then it's quite nice. It feels nice under your eyes, actually. I guess because yeah, you. Yeah, these incredibly soothing points. I'll explain why. And then you can go, imagine directly below your nose, below your nose, one finger. Oh, one finger. So that's. Above your lip at the bottom of your nose. Yeah, okay. right yeah. So just tap there, yeah. Just tap there. And then the next point is below the lower lip. Yeah. And in the, the groove just at the top of the chin. So just think below your lip in the little groove there. Yeah. I'm feeling more chilled out already. <laughs> well, this is the thing, even when I demonstrate this, um, yeah. it starts to take effect, yeah. particularly when you tap in, in the right way. And then the other point is below the collarbone, both yeah. sides, below the collarbone, and it's the top of the chest. So just the fleshy part below the collarbone. And, and then you just... And imagine that you're, that you're tapping. If you had a shirt on and the, the, where the buttons lie, just to either side of the buttons. Yeah. And then spread your family fingers across. Yeah, and so you're just tapping just below your the the, the length of your collarbone, basically. And the beauty of this, and even for people who are just listening on the, on the audio, is that this doesn't have to be so precise because you can actually look online and find find it. But it it's basically near enough because of the vibration that's actually taken resonates through. Yeah. And then another very powerful point I like to use is the very top of the head. So just imagine you're just tapping yourself on the top of the head. Yeah. And if you had a Mohican, that kind of central part, yeah. just at the very top. 
Yeah. If you can tap the highest point of your, of your head, that's even better. Yeah. Okay. And then you can, you can rest your hands. So basically, uh, when I first learned this, there, really sci there wasn't really much science backup, really. There's a few studies now. Um, you can go online and look at Dr. Peter Shepperton's work. It's fantastic. I did this for, for nearly 10 years now. And I did it seeing all the results with not much scientific evidence. And I worked so hard to find it, to research it, to, to just improve my practice. And, it, and it's, it's grown over the years and, and now, you know, kind of pretty standard. People know what it does. Um, and the basis of it is that it reduces the stress response. So it actually works with a part of the brain, the amygdala. So the amygdala in the brain and... The basis of the amygdala, it picks up if there's a problem. So if there's a loud noise or if there's a threat or if there's a, you know, a person that looks a bit stodgy or whatever it may be, but whatever it perceives to be a threat, it then sends signals to the heart to beat faster. So it then produces adrenaline, makes the heart beat faster so it gets blood to the working muscles so it can fight or it can run away. And it also produces something which is crucial, which is not... Too many people understand what this, how crucial and how significant this, this hormone is. And it's cortisol, cortisol, mm -hmm. the stress hormone. Yeah. And it helps reduce that. So cortisol is fantastic and adrenaline, of course, when you have a real fight and flight situation. It makes you superhuman for short space. And I think most people, many people now are versed in fight and flight talk and, and chemistry. So I won't go too much in depth other than to say, Cortisol then basically like produces, if you like, maybe like a loss of sugar. Think of it as a power engine. But, and, but the problem with it is that when also your stress levels get too high, it reduces um, the electricity, if you like, that goes to the part of the brain called the prefrontal cortex. Um, prefrontal cortex is involved in how you analyze, so it's like how you create logic, how you process information, um, it also is involved for empathy. It's a part of the brain, and empathy actually, high-quality true empathy, which is actually I can see how that other person's feeling, and I can kind of feel it. I get the idea. When you do that from a calm place, it's, it's pretty accurate. When you're not calm, it's not so accurate generally, uh, unless it's in a survival, genuine survival situation. So it's is threatening. Okay, so if the amygdala is constantly worried about all the different information and it, the amygdala reacts to it just reacts to information it doesn't understand time mm -hmm. this is significant it does not understand time hence you might be able to think of an event from your childhood that you could still think of now and it makes you feel bad it makes you feel sad angry frustrated ashamed guilty whatever now that's already gone it's finished but the amygdala does not understand that it's past. It, when the information or the thought presents itself, it decides, is this a threat to my life or not? It's looking after you all the time. If it decides it's a threat, then it pumps you full of cortisol, adrenaline, and then it reduces the immune system response because that takes a lot of energy too. It reduces heavily your digestive processes because that takes so much energy. It just wants to fight and survive. And it takes away so much of your cognitive function when it gets too high and too and too bright you can overwhelm so when we have a method that allows us to 
desensitize and reduce the sensitivity of the amygdala for that particular piece of information, or just in general, just so you can actually reduce and become more relaxed, it's, it's a complete winner. I mean, it's, it's the most significant thing that I've found um, in all the years I've, I've worked. I just think understanding that and then knowing how to do something about it. Yeah, so, so it works. So it works in two ways. So if say you're nervous before a meeting, or you've got a yeah. casting, or you've got a presentation, yeah. you you might find, feel anxious, and your amygdala might start throwing out yeah. stress, like you said, and then your prefrontal yeah. cortex is not working, yeah. and so you're not performing perfectly. So that's a good time to do it. But then also say something happens like a trigger, some from the past comes up and then so then that's what you're saying so something that might that you didn't even think really bothered you anymore something might come up and that's when the thought of it can set your amygdala off as it were also you know you think when you hear something on the news you're not even looking at the television or you hear it on the radio you ever had a response where you get angry or you get scared or you get sad well definitely at the moment in the room there's nothing in the room there's nothing there to attack you in the room yeah. The amygdala is de deciding on that information. Is it a threat to my life or not? And if yeah. you've got other triggers in the past, it's even, even higher. Yeah. And it sets off the system. And the problem is then you're not rational. And that's what increases anxiety and fear. And, you know, we've all had times right, where we've said something. And then the next day or a little time later, we think, oh, gosh, I can't believe I said, it, said that. I didn't mean it. I was just, and that's, that's the amygdala response. You can also realize you're so gripped with fear you've not been able to perform properly or speak to your partner you know in a way that's going to be conducive to a healthy relationship or you know sound communication you know you name it and yeah. you, you know you might have choked over your words when you're speaking in front of a group of people or somebody you felt was significant and that's really amygdala based response and um, that's why it, it's so crucial and the tapping at this point, because, you know, it's easy to say, well, actually, why don't we just relax and breathe? And absolutely, but it's like, do you know how to breathe? And do you actually want to get there more quickly without rushing? Mm. How do you get to this state of when you reduce the cortisol and have this really nice level of relaxation? It has really profound, fairly rapid effect upon your nervous system and the way that you perceive the world. Um, and it, the, the amygdala, when you are frightened or when it responds, it responds and acts in 0.2 seconds, yeah. 200 milliseconds, yeah. 200 milliseconds. So it's so fast, we have to be able to have a reactive tool as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, when you combine this with good breathing technique and various other things, we're on a winner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I suppose at the moment, people are feeling, like you said about the news, because they're so... You know, they've just announced more lockdowns and people are yeah. worried about their jobs and they're worried about, you know, and I think, well, worried about missing their families. I think it's particularly hard for people that are living by themselves, actually, yeah. you know, because yeah. it's all very well being locked in with your family and them driving you nuts. But that's kind of a luxury in a way. But it's the people that are by themselves and yeah. especially like young people who are used to be going out for dinner and going to restaurants and going to work. It's like a real change for people, isn't it? And yeah. I think if you people are suffer have any anxiety generally, because some people yeah. do have anxiety anyway, don't they? This kind of news and the stuff that's going on just adds to that anxiety 
massively yeah. so you could say to people i mean people could say just start tapping they don't even need to necessarily have a session with you they can it's it's actually as simple as just literally tapping for how long would you say would would it work does it work to reduce a bit of anxiety the more, the more you do it the faster it seems to react the brain almost seems to then say oh i know what i need to do now oh okay so like the new you can think of a number between 10 and 20 right yeah choose, choose a number okay do you want me to tell you the number yeah okay 18 yeah, there and brown this is just <laughs> it's not a psychic game. I'm not the minor reader. <laughs> what number did you say? 18. 18. Okay, so I would say breathe out 18, 18 times as you tap on any of those points. Okay. So you're taking 18 breaths basically. Yeah. Okay, so that's where the tapping's going. Yeah. Down. If we really want to then reduce further, yeah. In order to in order to get that kind of the ideal breath, we want to breathe into the diaphragm first. So as we breathe in, we should actually see, should feel the the stomach expanding and going out. So if we breathe out, as we breathe in, comes into the diaphragm and then towards the chest. And so okay. when you see most people trying to take a, a deep breath, we bring the shoulders up. But actually, at this point, we're tensing the jaw and the shoulders, and we contract the diaphragm. So. Combining that with a diaphragmic breath and a longer breath out, maybe if you, if you can get to the point, and I tend to use this with all my athletes, and that's anything from a golfer to you know a big weight surfer who wants to surf the 100 foot waves. If you can get to the point where you are breathing in comfortably for six seconds and out for seven seconds, you pretty much have control of your system again. That's actually quite a long breath. I mean, and this cool. is the count, yeah. I mean, you can try it now if you want. <laughs> okay, so try now. When you breathe out fully, so now breathe out fully. And then I'm going to breathe in six, five, four, three, two, one. And out seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And sometimes it's going to take time to get that rhythm yeah so if you imagine then if you were taking your 18 breaths or even 10 breaths combining with the tapping you can tap below the collarbone and the side of the hand yeah you know then you will you'll start to feel a different sense of um, clarity it reduces noise it reduces all the clutter in the mind um, yeah. so that's even like five or ten minutes basically so with oh, yeah. the five I, or 10 I, I all my methods that i i use and combine I sometimes have 30 seconds to help somebody change themselves. I'm not doing, I can do it for them, but in yeah. my work, it's always about empowerment. Yeah. Helping people to do this for themselves. 30 seconds, you can make a quite yeah. profound difference. Um, and so I create things for 30 seconds, one minute. What if you only had 10 seconds? What if you've got five seconds? That you can do? So I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you some examples. Um, so if, this is another golden nugget, right? People listening, golden nugget. So when you tense your jaw, when we're stressed, you'll find that your jaw is clenched. And generally, maybe if your teeth are touching, definitely, or you tense the lower jaw, the face is tighter. Mm -hmm. At this point, the brain is creating the chemistry of frustration. So it's producing this adrenaline, you know, the high levels of cortisol. And think how many times you might tense your jaw throughout the day. 
you think if you actually start to observe over the next couple of days, you'll see quite, quite, quite enlightening. Um, and then also some people tell you, I always, I always grind my jaw at night as well, and etc. And when we relax the jaw, so if you relax your jaw now, as you breathe out, soften the eyes. So now the teeth are not touching, the lower and the upper jaw are separated. Even if you just stay in the state for 10 seconds. And then you'll find your shoulder jaw to relax in now and now. Right. Okay, you, you even if you're very sensitive, you will already have feel, felt a difference there. Yeah, I felt it straight away. I mean, you could, it just relaxing my jaw put me in a like a more mellow place straight away. I didn't even think my jaw was tense. If, if you, you can, some people want to know why it happens, it's just like basically it's a game of chemistry. You put your jaw together, if you clench, clench your jaw together now, mm -hmm. you find the eyes kind of become stronger they narrow actually feel what's happening in your body we, we, it's, we, we've, we've moved away from feeling and listening to the body and now if there are if there are positives to be to be drawn now we have to slow down now you listen to your body you've got a chance to listen you've really got a chance and these are great exercises to do that and, and this one again apart from people as well as people who've gone through all sorts of traumatic events and techniques to help them release those as well as the ones who are in them as I look at people in those situations and how do we help them survive and get out and those type of things and also working with people who put themselves into those situations you know the kind of the combat athletes and this kind of thing mm. use this technique we use it all the time and you just see that they then are in control of, of what they're doing and then you'll see they can perform the things they have practiced that's yes. the difference all that hard work you know for exam stress this the, the tapping the jaw techniques yeah. and most of the words in the breathing quite often i'll have people you know some children that will dry retch before exams so you know they think three months ahead and they're scared yeah i test like thousands of children now thousands of teachers for stresses and you're averaging sort of like 65 percent is a good day 65 yeah. percent you know it's crazy i know it's, it's I, I can like, think i could explain why but yeah it's um it's about okay it's there how do we reverse it yeah it's quick it's easily done easily reversed that's what i love about it it's natural yeah it's amazing because i think we all carry we carry a lot of stress around without really realizing it just becomes normal until some until you kind of like you said then if you are you clenching your jaw i'm like yeah yeah what's clenching in my jaw you know you just hit the nail on the head is that point the normalizing we've normalized that as a level of pressure oh it's okay it's a good day even i say well let's just say it's five out of ten okay five only five out of ten stress oh, okay so well your house is half on fire which room do you want to talk in yeah no it's like you what but we think it's okay if, if you've ever had a bad injury you've got a chronic injury you learn to live with that pain but you know it affects you and then if there's somebody who has the same pain for the first time, you'll find they could be hospitalized, have lots of drugs, they have, yeah. need to see the doctor, and because they, they've not got used to it. And yeah. it's the same with stress. Yeah, so that's, that's one particular, uh, another technique to combine to understand what the body reacts. If, you were, if people were standing up and you tense your jaw and you tense your glutes, then you could stay in that position for a long time and the legs would be stiff and the, the feet would also like narrow 
because they just, you know, the body's tense. As soon as you relax your jaw, so the, the upper and lower jaw are disconnected, the teeth are not touching, the eyes are relaxed, you'll find there's a kinetic chain and your glutes relax, you've got lots of uh, tension, stress, frustration, anger. And then the thighs and the knees relax, and then you feel your feet become very, um, like they widen, they become spongy, like they connect to the floor. That's grounding as well. And simple, simple, it doesn't cost anything. Anybody can do it. Yeah, and once you've taught, once people have learned to do it, then yeah. it's not something that, like you said, you don't have to pay for a class, you don't have to go buy it from the chemist, you can just, it's, it's a beautiful. you can just use. It's like, yeah. amazing. And I think that's the, when I work in, I work now with you know, hundreds of people. Well, I worked with that and had 5,000 people one-to-one. -one. I worked with thousands of people on that in, in groups and then with schools. And, and the effect is incredible. When you see a group effect as well, it's fascinating. I was yeah. just, wow. They think you're cheap. They think I'm maybe some sort of a magician or it's like, this is not me. This is what it's like. This is a human quality that we have. This is understanding as a guy called Saguru who says inner engineering understand how your body works yeah that's what it is I know well, it's amazing how little we are really educated on that um I always think that you know with the doctors they have very little time if you go to the GP to to, to they never explain well this is happening because of this or this you know yeah. it's really up to us now to kind of find out yeah. how our bodies work and why we react like we do because it's a bit like you're driving around in a Ferrari without actually knowing how to drive. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you're you're on a you're on a space rocket. <laughs> you're the astronaut. <laughs> and yeah, it's like, yeah, learn learn about it and the, there's it's always been there. Um, and I would say now we've had to make it more specific. We've had to create toolkits to deal with the present day level of information. I mean we we have you're so much younger than me, Tilly, but I have a reference point <laughs> for the times before uh, me, About two weeks okay. younger than you, I think, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we had a time without the level of information that the brain has to take on. Yeah. You know, the, the amount of um, electronic information and the response now that we are expected to respond quickly to various things, as well as on top of that added stress, you think now for the, I put it like being a cyborg, uh, we have these different identities really so whatever is the latest thing whether it be your insta identity or facebook you name it blah 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 and go on and where then and none of how many of them are really really you now that would have been said many times but you think about the effect then so the, the, the person themselves said who am i i don't know which person i am and actually it's okay not to actually have these different you know to make mistakes to have various um uh, false to have things that you're not so good it's absolutely fine it's okay and you you know been able to understand about yourself to really accept your body to to like yourself and then moving on to that self-love and self-worth and self-care all those are barriers to them unless you can use them in a different way we're not you know how is that how well is that taught is it taught mm. it's now another stress to the body i'm not good enough so I call it Inga, my Inga. I always ask people as I test it, I Inga, I-N-G-E, I'm not good enough. Does it sound true? Does it feel true? And it resonates with so many people and it doesn't matter. You could see somebody you think objectively is successful and super confident and they can make that 
I could roll in a job and I could be the a head teacher or you, you, uh, you name it, honestly, any, any type of thing. And you can be there. And that's the part of my job is to help find that with the person and then show them uh, or to teach them so they can now do it for themselves to help release that. So all those pressures is my point that, that all this unnecessary suffering. Mm. So before we didn't need the toolkits to deal with this level of information. I compare it to now people understand what it's like probably to be a prime minister. Yeah. All the information you have to deal with and make it, you know, get your teams and move together. Yeah. So we do need the toolkits and the toolkits are there to bring us back to nature pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw actually that Harvard did a study on the EFT. Yeah. Like a 10 year study showing that they work. I mean, people, it's definitely proven that these techniques do work. And it's, yeah. just, it's just about educating people, isn't it? Because yeah. people, you hear about it, but it used, you know, it's not something that people are taught. And it, it's funny in a way that then, it's not more widely shared as a technique to look up for yeah. people to look after. But do you think that's because there's, there's no money, there's no money in it really, is there? Yeah, I mean, there's a reality to this of when, if you want to have funding for research, generally want to have something to sell at the end of it and something that can be scaled mm. so if if i think about the and you know we've using eft as, as an example of one of, of many well it's not a pill mm. it, it, you know the rat the how it can reduce um, the different stress responses and um, reduce release trauma and you know reduce exam exam anxiety you, you name it with no side effects no negative side effects to it and it's natural, it doesn't cost you a penny. If you've got something very specific, sure, it's good to talk to a skilled um, trainer, a practitioner, of course, but just in, in average, let's say. And the, there's nothing to be made from it. So it's very difficult to get research. That's why the, the recent research from Dr. Peter Shepperton is Bond University in, in Australia, I think that's Sydney. They actually funded it. So you can now see some incredible, in the last year, I think, you see some incredible, incredible results. Um, yeah. Proof of that EFT in that case is, is working, and um, because it helps with sleep as well, doesn't it? I've heard. Well, massively, yeah. Because sleep, because it's all about again this word, this um, hormone cortisol comes into it. So, if you imagine cortisol when we need it, when we need that stress and we need adrenaline, it spikes. Imagine it's a scale of zero to ten. Sometimes we need it around seven and eight to get us going. If we do, we need to run away. We want it at 10. And, you know, and also it does make us more intelligent. Uh, a bit of a cortisol and adrenaline and connection with that with the prefrontal cortex, a smaller amount, it makes us smarter and sharper. Yeah. But you can't maintain that forever, of course. So then it should drop. So the problem is if you're carrying anxiety, and let's say your general level of stress throughout the day is five out of 10, just 50%, let's say, as people would say, and then what happens when you lie down in bed or go to sleep, you think, wow, that should be it now, it should be over. But your brain is still, if it hasn't processed the day, or if it's worried about something tomorrow, or if it's also dealing with information from just watching the computer too late or whatever it may be. Um, show my age now, I'll be watching the computer too late. <laughs> you get the idea. And of course now your, your brain is still working. It doesn't know that it's time to switch off because it's still dealing with these information instead of their threats and trying to work it out. So what should happen 
if just before you know come to the evening time and typically as it would as the sunlight would as the sun would set at that point then we would have our cortisol should really go down we're going down to one zero just completely just relaxed to yeah. totally neutral and then melatonin rises you know sure a lot of people have melatonin to help them sleep and then of course now you can enter a nice relaxed state of sleep and if you've not got, if you've also dealt with all the past issues or things you were about in your future as well you process those guess what you're gonna have a beautiful sleep and then if you use something like the technique, the havening technique, which is where you're stroking your palms, palm over palm, stroking palm over palm, you can stroke your shoulders, almost like you're cuddling yourself, but then you stroke from your top of your shoulders down to your elbows. You can also do this for the face. As I said, I've already washed my hands and sanitized them. So you can actually stroke your face and just stroke as though you were, you would, um, when you're like stressed, when you see people with stress, they, pull on their face they stroke from and actually connecting with the around the cheek here it raises significantly something called the delta, the delta wave activity in the brain delta wave this all links to the cortisol in the sleep by the way so <laughs> it's got tends to go off and yeah. come back. so keep your, <laughs> right? you know, I, I know where i'm coming back to i know where yeah. i'm going and so this delta wave is the slowest form of brain waves and it's the loudest Think of it as a beating drum. Boom, boom. Now, when we're stressed, uh, then, the, and it also operates at a rate of hertz, which is like 0.5 to 4 hertz. 0.5 to 4 hertz. When you are super stressed, you then go into a different brain waves and you, work, you can work up to 100 hertz. It's just, it's just night and day. And so. And what was, so, the, uh, what was the hertz of the delta wave? Sorry, what did you say? 0.5 to 4 hertz. Okay, so that's very low. Yeah, and I guarantee now I'm going to get people listening to this point because when you start to achieve delta wave sleep, which is the, the deepest form of sleep, so there's no dream in, in, in delta wave sleep at that point, um, that's where cellular rejuvenation takes place, so anti-aging, that's anti-aging sleep. So when you eventually get to the stage, if you do have enough of this sleep, you wake up and you oh, I just feel fresh and I'm ready to go. Probably the first time you have it, you wake up and just think, wow, that was such a deep sleep and I feel quite tired, but you know it's been a beneficial sleep. So to do these techniques before you go to bed is, is crucial. It's just, it's... Um, so the you just ensuring, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so the havening, so just stroking your hands like that and going like that before you go to sleep. Yeah. Will, yeah, because, will yeah. activate those brain waves. So, yeah. yeah. Before you've gone exactly, to sleep. Yeah. Because it's just th those areas specifically. This um, Dr. Ron Rudin um, from, I think he's New York based. He's a, is it, I think he's a psychiatrist or clinical psychologist. Um, as well as he does these, you know, these, these psychocentric techniques I mentioned. In fact, if you ever see David Blaine, you know, the, uh, yeah. the magician and illusionist, and when David Blaine goes to the doctor and he says, doctor, I'm going to try this crazy thing. What do you think? What do I need? And the doctor says, no, don't do it. <laughs> and after about 10 times of telling him no, he says, I'm going to do it. So what would you say if I did it? And then he has to explain to him all the different, um, that, that's him. He, he created this technique. And did all the studies to find out why they, you know, the different areas activated. 
and again, it's learning using science to, to see what allows us to apply what is natural. Because at the basis of this, it's just the mother's touch. It's a gentle mother's How many mums and uh, dads out there will, when they're soothing their child or the child goes to sleep, how many tell, you know, your mum, how many tell me that, you know, they stroke the baby's cheek or they stroke their arm or their hands or... Yeah. It's just there. And that's what it is. This is... This is what I just always find it fascinating. We always, let's go back to nature. It's always the answer almost every time. Um, yeah, so, and then that, obviously, that reduction of cortisol and being able to produce other different, we, we can produce so much chemistry just from this. You know, we produce something called GABA, GABA, G-A-B-A, which is um, the natural tranquilizer. Uh, I, I've used this many times. I have many chronic injuries from contact sports and, Pretty much sorted now, I think, after many different surgeries and treatments, which I try to avoid. And even I've been in intensive care and the, the morphine didn't work and the different sedatives didn't, but I then I, I taught somebody how to do the tapping and the havening and they did that for me and it reduced from about 50% of the pain. Mm. Um, it is, it's just, it, it's a weapon. <laughs> it's a natural yeah. positive weapon. Um, and yeah, like we said, so because there's, what money is there to be made? So it's going to be hard to market. That's the yeah. thing. And, and so, how do you do the gamma, gamma wave? How do you how, how do you pr produce that then? Which technique is that? The gamma you will see particularly with the um, uh, the, the so gamma is the natural tranquilizer. That will be produced. I found that more so with the havening, the stroking. So so much so, and also to create greater delta wave activity creates more delta wave activity than tapping. And so much so, when I work with people, particularly students, this would be, that are of really high anxiety for exams, I tend to do the tapping because, because the, the, the delta wave stroking is so potent. They start, they're really dreamy. They're, you know, it slows you down so much, which is fine. It depends on the level, but I, I just find I want to, it's personalised, it's bespoke, really. Yeah. So, it's so, so you're... That, but in fairness to it, it is bespoke, but I try to then use use it for particular, for different things. Great for phobias to help, uh, help to cure phobias. Uh, I don't really have the time on the, uh, this talk, but maybe another one where we can go into exactly how it basically can cure phobias. Yeah. How it changes how the, the neurons in the brain operate. It is... It's just, it's stunning. I just, I just love the science of this actually. And when I go into schools or into companies or wherever, I, and individuals, I coach them the, the, the science wherever possible. And uh, you don't have to be a science person, but what I found is that people then realize it's not them, it's not their fault. You know, it's like, this is, this is just what's happening in the brain. It depersonalizes them, De depersonalizes it really. Because a lot of the things we think it, we're terrible with, we're a bad person or whatever it may be, all the yeah. irrational things. And they're thinking irrationally because, you know. Yeah, so. and you do kind of go, oh, well, I've always been frightened of this or I'm, I'm always nervous about that or I'm, I've often, I'm always super scared about that. Like you kind of just think that that's part of your personality and who you are. And so you just accept it as, as how it is. But you're saying that you can change all of those kind of feelings and emotional responses to certain things yeah. and quite easily. You, you, you can, and also, like you just hit the nail on the head again, that you, you just talked about self-talk as a result of how you feel. 
Now there's a bit of a catch here because you can actually make, feel really nice and calm now, but you still may have the pattern of, oh, I've never been good at that. I can't do that. I can never perform under pressure. And so this is another crucial thing is now how we talk about things. So let's say now we feel relaxed, we've got that, then we start to change the pattern. So if I was to say to you, I want you to listen to these two people, right? uh, same person saying two different things, same, something two different ways. So the first one says, you know, I'm always just so petrified of public speaking. Every time I get up, I just know I'm, I'm just going to choke on my words. I just, I look stupid. I feel embarrassed and I just hate it at the end. It always happens. I'm always like that. I'm just clumsy with my words. Okay, okay. Same person. I used to become, I used to be really afraid of public speaking and it used to terrify me and I used to choke. It used to. Now what I'm doing, I'm working towards finding ways to help me feel better, just feel more relaxed. And then what I'm starting to do is learn ways to talk to actually help the outcome, to achieve the outcome that I want. And then I'm, as I'm starting to feel better, I notice actually I can visualize a more practical uh, way to do the speech. And also I start to visualize and even feel better during it. So and now at this point, okay, I would say to you, which, which person do you want to hang around with? Who's, who's going to get there? Yeah, obviously the second person, yeah. yeah. And I even, you notice then, I had to stop myself because you just realise actually there's so much possibility here and then this level of positive talk comes because it's yeah. all effective. So I found that the brain tends to say it wants, it wants facts. So if we look at present moment, yeah, I used to be terrified of public speaking. Let's say, okay, Tilly, yeah, you used to be. I agree with that. That's been, well, that's been the case. But now I'm working towards, you know, changing the way I feel. Then it's like, yeah, actually, you are. You're not saying you've achieved it now, mm. but you're working towards. And the brain can say, okay, I'll go with that. Whereas I find when we just try to say, I am the best public speaker, I am the world champion, so much. Sometimes it's a cultural thing. I find generally most, most of the cultures I've worked in, I find that quite difficult. Some, some, some different ones, depends on, you know, culture can play a part but generally in my experience is that it says no you're not and then there's that sense of so it's like but I am getting there this is where I want to go yeah this is where I'm going and so again you can see why I believe in blends um, and that moves on to uh, visualization people say you know see the you, people call it outcome thinking I'm seeing this coach in many corporate places and yeah, it's great ideally, and it, that is basically is that you choose the outcome that you want, and then you're more likely to deal with your any emotions you know that come in the way. So your car's broken down, so instead of going, I'm all frustrated, I'm angry. Your car's broken down, you then say like, what I want to see is that I'm calmly dealing, dialing the uh, AA, and I then I'm calmly been able to call the uh, the people in the meeting I was supposed to be with, and we're going to organise. I see myself getting there eventually and saying it's okay there's another day tomorrow right brilliant in theory and this is what i found is that it makes perfect sense when we're being coached at the time then put yourself in there <laughs> and this is why i work with like people i tend to have been drawn to like the highest level of competition you know the, the physical danger and the, the, the mental pressure and guess what you know if you're not trained in how to change the way you feel your outcome thinking is very difficult it's it's the um, equivalent of thinking positively 
when you're really stressed. It's better than thinking negatively, but again, it's another barrier. So they all link in, this is why psychosensory for me is so important, understanding your breath and breath work, and then being able to move to position to constructively think and talk in a certain way, and then being able to see. And the beauty of this, and I will finish in a second, but it's crucial. <laughs> the beauty of this visualization, where you would all know, you know, athletes and coaches otherwise, and, and everyday, everyday um, clients that, and for myself, is that when you can do this, your visualization can now become how you feel. How do you want to feel during that process? Not just at the end, how do you want to feel during the process? Ah, okay. And then we even start to be able to change visualization. Most people visualize a camera of themselves, being on like a camera looking at them on a television and them going wrong or looking that another person's looking at you, looking at the other person's eye. Whereas when we want to increase proprioception at high level coordination and the reality of performance, we want to move it as though we're looking out of our own eyes or imagine a GoPro camera on your forehead. That's what we want to do. And that's a high, high quality visualization. I'd say, how many people do that when they visualize? How many people then have made? So classic one is the performer then will often say to me, and I had this with a big wave, Surf, he surfs the biggest waves in the world, Othman Trafani in Morocco. Great, great guy. And he was only 21 at the time. We had this three hour session. It was, anyway, it was actually, on all honesty, it was in a bar <laughs> because a certain Mr. Josh Young had <laughs> introduced me to this man, actually. <laughs> and anyway, I went through all my different, I just thought I was talking to this guy because he was, he was Josh's friend. So I was then coaching him, but it was just a little chat normally. Now, lesson for this is good make sure you know what you're talking about and when you're dealing with people who have this level of capacity as i say like a world champion mentality they go they absorb and they practice it and then i saw him six months later he said it's god it's god it's god what are you doing he's such a calm guy it's, it's, it's exactly like you said it's exactly like that and then what he'd done he surfed out it was choker which is one of the thickest most dangerous waves in the world and he'd surf that and I only, this is a small part for me, of course, it's, you know, we've done so much over that, way down a tiny line, can't be in that world. But then, yeah, he used those techniques and he was able to calm the way he felt and um, visualize. And he said it was like I'd been there, it was exactly like I'd been there, it just felt so normal, so easy. Um, and that's life and death, baby. Like that. And, so. And so, the outcome of visualization is that you actually you visualize it, like you said, as if you're seeing it happening, not watching yourself doing it, but so you're actually playing out and feeling how it yeah. feels. So yeah. that when you are then in that situation, mm. you are like, I've already, I'm already, I've done this. And so you're more relaxed because you've kind of visualized it. So that's why, yeah, outcome visualization. Yeah, it's a good, it's, it's a good. It's, it's embodied um, visualization, I would say. Embodied positive visualization. And the reason, it will make sense because what, when most people, as we started with COVID-19, why were most people, uh, one of the main reasons that most people have also got stressed, amongst a few, but one of the main ones is the uncertainty of it all. Mm. You don't know what's happening. What is this thing? What do we do? What's going to happen? My job, my, you know, you name it, my health, my environment. And nothing, and let's say nothing had actually happened, but it's because the brain actually loves certainty. Yeah. Because it's uncertain territory, <laughs> fight and flight. 
and it said, whoa, whoa, because the brain translates uncertainty as you could possibly die. <laughs> it's kind of that extreme and it doesn't take a chance. And so when you calm down, we can rationalize, but then sometimes we say, yeah, but the path is still uncertain. Okay, but how would you want to respond to this? How do you want to be on a general basis? When you communicate to your children, how do you want to sound? How do you want to feel? How do you want them to feel? Um, when you are looking at how to plan a way, maybe a different way of, of working, how are you going to do that? You know, okay. and actually, what other things can you do? Well, I can create an exercise routine. I can learn all these things. And then we can start to see actually the positives in what started out as a coup you know, in this situation. Then, you know, that's where optimism and, and actual elevation occur. So it's all, it's all interwoven. That's why it's not just one tool. It's not just one way. It's so, so many things, and you kind of find, you know, it's, it's, you just find the simple things that, that really have a big effect. Yeah, it's amazing, though, that so many good techniques you've talked about. And I know what you mean about the, you know, being in lockdown after three or four weeks, you kind of, you don't want to look back at this and go, oh, what did you do? What did you learn in the lockdown? What did you learn? And I'm like, uh, no, I sorted out a few drawers, probably gained a few pounds, um, you know, but, you know, you kind of want to, achieve stuff don't you in this different time but it is it's if you're too anxious about how you're going to cope with the future and what how you're going to get through you kind of can't you can only really think about things to do when you're relaxed so getting to a relaxed state really yeah. is the is the number one thing to do really isn't it yeah i, I think on one level things like uh, yoga but yoga is actually psychosensory it's it's generalized though in other words that you know that level of movement and how you feel from doing that it's only one aspect of yoga, by the way. I'm, I'm, I, I understand that. I'm, kind of, I'm quite versed in what yoga you're quite, is. You're quite about. Good at yoga. Are you going to do but, some yoga first? I'm more versed in actually the reasons why we do yoga, the heart of yoga, if you like. But, I know it, but a part of it, I see so many people transform after they've been doing constant yoga. They've changed just so many emotional aspects of their life. And I've seen people come out of all sorts of even addictions and traumas and lack of self-belief and then all of a sudden start to love their body and, uh, and so you know all, all these different things that we can do how it can transform it just relates pretty yeah. much to natural yeah and that's like so neuroplasticity is that so you're creating these new neural pathways so yeah. you yeah. when you you're setting yourself up with the tapping tapping in the havening to create yeah. these peaceful relaxed centered grounded pathways so yeah. hopefully those are more kind of easily accessible for for us yes you know like you said you, it happens more quickly you think right i'm gonna do some tapping and then suddenly okay you, it's you're there yeah neuroplasticity is just huge creative for so many reasons um joe dispenser's does some great stuff on when building new positive neural pathways um and i would say we have a lot more in common the, the only that he probably believes more that you don't need to go back into the past um, in order to create all these new, and I, I actually I do agree, but I think it's very, very difficult and it takes a bit more time to then create the newer ones. So I tend to find that, and he's right because it's actually kind of quite a skilled thing to be able to help the person navigate exactly what was, what triggered something, because it's not always the obvious thing, really yeah. things that happened quite normally before you're eight years old, and then being able to remove those, process those blockages. Then you have this accelerated learning um, to be able to then create new neural pathways, pathways 
because you've short-circuited the old negative ones. Like for example, when you can short-circuit the, the I'm not good enough, I need to prove to others to be somebody. I can only feel good when somebody tells me that I'm good. And even then, I don't believe in them. So I like to short-circuit those and then move on to layering these brand-new neural networks. And because we have more negative neural networks than we do um, positive. We need those. That's why we survived. It's evolution. So it's okay to have that voice on the shoulder that says, you can't do this or this is not good. Because actually it also protects you. It stops you from doing some stupid stuff. Yeah. And instead of it being the voice that is, that is the, the master, it's, a, it's part of the servant system. So a voice on the shoulder, just put it in front of you, nice little person there on the table, you know, and just say, okay, you've had your voice. Let me listen to you. Okay, yeah, it's a good point. Thank you. I'll, I'll come back to you later. You yeah. are the master. You're directing and you might have yeah. a voice from the heart. Oh, I've got to do this for love and it feels great. And it's, it's like, yeah, it's definitely it's a beautiful voice. And then also it can get us into trouble and we can jump into quick decisions sometimes that we then later regret because it was so full of passion and love. And it's like, it's another beautiful voice. And, you know, we can, and the mind, the intellect, well, if you do this, this and this and X, Y, and Z, everything will work out perfect. It's like, yeah, sometimes, but not always. It's like sometimes you need to have a, get in touch with our heart and, and these other things. But we can put that as another voice on our, on our table, you know, our advisors, if you like. Yeah. Um, and then I find when, with that, when we're able to separate those different feelings and voices and have, this is coming back to the feeling part, then when we're calmer, and this is where I see intuition really take hold and, a sense of just knowing it does it doesn't actually make a decision it just does or it does not and and female intuition then is i will always choose you know be guided by a grounded female and her intuition over over, over mine even and that is you know women you have i think 12 parts of their brain that intuitively scan and men have five last time i saw the research on that i didn't know that yeah it could have changed now that was the, you know that was maybe 10 years ago that I research. And then, wow. yeah, it certainly makes sense. I can pick the phone up to my mum and she's like, Scott, what's the problem? <laughs> I never ever phone my mum if I ever had a feeling of a problem, ever. That's why I have to be good at my work. She detects it from the other side of the world. Yeah. She's amazing, she's great. And um, so that sense of intuition, because people always say, I felt it in my gut, so I know it's right. And actually, no, you know, all the different studies will show you that's 80% inaccurate. Just when we say, I felt it in my gut, and the, it's like for general situations and making decisions and big decisions and business decisions, it's generally inaccurate. Whereas the intuition actually, if, say if there was, you felt that there was somebody that's strange in the room or somebody dangerous, and it could be a threat, that's quite accurate. That's like an 80% accurate or something. Um, but of course, the more we're in tune with our body and, and nature and being able to actually be a natural being, they defy anybody not to tell me that actually they, they feel more. They even choose food better. They stop eating certain foods without even being forced to. They start to move more naturally. They want to move. They communicate with ease. They just feel more trustworthy and they create greater rapport and we just want to be around them. We feel better. We're, we're healthier. We can get diseases more easily. And it works really well with kids. So if, oh, yeah, yeah. if your kid is, if you've got a young kid or any, any kid that's stressed out, actually mm. the mum was you know, you can just do the tapping on the faces and the havening. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to have done a training yeah. to be able to do that for your kid. 
at any time so that's really nice if it's like nervous about a play date or mm. joining it I mean you know kids don't want to start a club or they don't want to be the first in the schoolyard you know what I mean or their new year for school kids get nervous so actually this would be a really nice thing to even yeah, yeah. to teach them to do right as well because it works really well for children doesn't it it's yeah, it's fascinating with, with children actually I mean obviously if the child's like really noisy and in the house and stressful just put your ear, ear muffs on and just put a just put a mask over your eyes yeah. <laughs> and it goes away it's magic yeah. <laughs> but failing that lock is, yourself in the cupboard yeah yeah they, they, children react so well to it because it, it, particularly the younger children say and I've worked with some quite severe cases when the children let's say eight eight and below in this just as an example because the part of their brain is still the limbic brain which is the second brain which is you know just you know it's how you feel and all the different emotions that's why they absorb so much of that at those ages well there's something that i might work with an adult that would take me 90 minutes one hour three sessions sometimes with the children because they feel it and they feel intense and they guide in the world how they feel um and so then when they do these various techniques, and there's lots of other ones, by the way, and I work with primary schools, they've got so many, I love it, music therapy and sound therapy and, and uh, touch therapy and even taste and texture. Oh, there's, 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 I love them, there's hundreds of them. <laughs> Sometimes in five, 15 minutes, you say, okay, how do you feel now? And you know, I'm fine. And they just want to go and play, just get up and go. Yeah. You don't need to stop and analyze it. You're like, feel good, go. You know, it's that beautiful yeah. childlike quality to say, yeah, I'll move on. And, and it can completely change their lives. And particularly, if, you know, for, for, for sleep, I've seen many people that would say, oh, you know that technique that you taught me? I started doing that with my child and my baby. And they always say, like, mommy, daddy, can you do the tapping? Can you do the stroking? And, and, and also, they notice the way that they talk. When you do it, it's soothing for you. Yeah. Um, and it goes back to that, the way you feel is going to affect the way you think and act. But the even deeper level than that, and I, and I do this when I'm doing my coaching in school, so I'll kind of go into classrooms and work with, with, with groups that teachers have really struggled to work with their individual students. And I kind of go in just live, just live really. And then I will observe. And I used to actually show them how to do it. Now, I actually, I call it coach whisper, and I'll whisper to the teacher what to do. But before that, ideally, we've got together and I, I just coach them how to relax in the moment, how to relax the body. And then you see the effect around you. Um, I'm, not a, I'm, not a, I'm not a specialist in autism or anything like this, but with this example I'll give you, um, there was a parent that I was working with and he said, also, I get quite a lot of, you know, an autistic child and just we're finding it just so so stressful and i just feel so because i can see their pain increase and my wife are just completely like just don't know what to do with taking that you know so just so when when you think about going home tonight tell me how you feel oh well i would feel bad saying no tell me it's okay you know, I, I feel really stressed i feel quite angry i feel frustrated i feel sad okay so we actually looked at that which is a great thing the acceptance can start the change of that and then we did some of the psychosensory the tapping the haven and and then the jaw and this kind of thing, right? <clears throat> the diaphragmic breath. And I didn't hear anything for five months from this guy. <laughs> 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 Nothing at all. And it was only, I'd only done it for 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And I saw him, like, it was like five months later, I think. I came into one of his offices and went, hey, how are you doing? Hey, blah, blah, blah. And I said, and he said, I said, so how did it go? He's like, what? I said, you, you know, when we did the, the thing, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I just wondered how it went. 
that night with the, with the child. He went, oh, yeah. Oh, he says, brilliant. He says, it was the first time we'd all sat as a family because they've got other children on. So it's the first time we've ever set us that we were able to watch a program, like a one hour. So it's the first time ever. It says my wife did it, we all relaxed and something just changed, you know. And it doesn't mean there's no, it, my point being there is that you can affect people around from the energy you carry. Like, yeah. obviously, we know that, you know, you, you know somebody's got a bit of a mood as they walk into a room. Some people are good at hiding it. But when you feel good and relaxed, people feel it. You don't need to have it, and um, yeah. just in control. And so, it has so many things. And what it's all about is just being natural. You will go for a walk in the woods. You know, you do your swimming or be in nature. And you come home, you're always a, a better yeah. person. Yeah. Walking and with a dog, or you, you know, that's why animals have such a profound effect, isn't yeah. it? You know, if you're stressed around your dog, if it's a, a, a more a, a excitable dog, the dog goes crazy. Yeah. And you the kids, yeah. the, um, the kids, uh, my kids always go, if I'm, if I'm really, really, the time I know if I'm really, really stressed, I get annoyed with the dog, even if it hasn't done anything wrong. Just like, I'm just, he just annoys me just by looking at me. And the kids are like, when you're stressed with Stan, that's when we know to like keep well away. But it's like, it's, like the dog hasn't even done anything. He's just annoyed me. But it's because, and I think, I know, I know I'm stressed. Okay, let's just go for a walk. It's well, quite funny, yeah. Well, you, you people feel it, can't it? Family, you're getting feedback all the time. You know the state that your children are in. Your children know your state, and you're, you yeah. know your husband knows where you are, and you know what your husband is, and that's the thing. It's like, and you can be conscious of it because you, you're in there all the time, and so, and it just changes. You can change communication in households, and that's why I think now you've got so many people kind of together in the house more time than they normally would is a brilliant opportunity i've had so many great stories about people connecting their kids like they've never done before yeah. you know it's the nature they worked hard and if they're stressed and tired and it wasn't they just weren't felt they weren't fully communicating as they want to you know see so many amazing things some of the doctors and nurses in the you know who obviously got the most stressful time on now are actually using the tapping for anxiety exactly, yeah. in while they're at work, but because that actually would be really a quick, easy thing for them to do, right? If they're, if they're stressed out. Completely, well, you, you know, and also you flood them so their immune system can, can keep going. And also that they've got some really big decisions and they've got a, they've got a lot more, um, they always have lots of things, but you know, processes and, and, and decisions they have to make. So you want to do your sharpest mind, you also need your immune system at the highest level. And also for your, for your patients, yeah. you already feel better. You know, when you, when you have either the, the doctor, the nurse, the, whoever it may be, the, the helper, when they, you see when they're kind of relaxed and they, yeah. you just feel better. You feel I'm in a, I'm in a yeah. good place and it's just the knock-on effect for our um, healing thank you so much for all the information as well and we'll put all of this in the show notes as well so people can um get hold of you and watch your videos but um so if you what would your tip be then for you know because i guess some people wake up now anxious or something will happen like a news thing or you'll get a ping on your phone saying lock down this and you know something will stress you out at this point what what would you your advice be to people for a quick fix of yeah. when they, that stress hits them. Yeah. I was making it very practical. Um, first of all, 
they're being aware of that. It's like they're aware that's a stressful feeling. You can't manage what you don't measure. So just the acknowledgement of I'm yeah. quite angry by that, you know, or that really felt frustrated, or just taking that, just noticing a feeling. And then to counteract it, just quite simply. So I mentioned before, so you're relaxing the jaw, so the teeth are not touching. You can breathe in through your nose if that's possible. Contact if you can't, but you can through your nose. And a longer breath out through the mouth. And seven seconds, of course, people say, well, obviously. All right. And then the, the, your palms, make sure they're not touching any surfaces. So if you are sitting down or that your palms are facing up, the back of your hands resting on, on your thighs. Because then you could try right now. When, when you actually release the palms, then you can breathe into the diaphragm. So, the, you know, making like, a, I say, make a big belly. <laughs> make a pregnant belly. So you're breathing in. Now you can breathe into the diaphragm. So already, even at this point, from those two things, reversing that the chemistry that's just happened, the frustration and other things. Um, and then you can, so with the jaw relaxed, long breath out, longer breath out through the mouth, then focusing on that, breathing into the diaphragm. Then you can also do the uh, palm stroking. So it's basically just, if you've got rough skin, then you use the back of your hand against the palm. Right. I've been doing this for so long, I've lost all my hands are so soft now. Yeah. I know well, everyone's got really dry hands because they've been washing their hands so much, haven't they? Actually, yeah, I'm using hand cream like, yeah. like it's going out of fashion. And you can also stroke the shoulders, yeah. Often, and so, this is obviously easy when there's, there's not anybody watching, or you're comfortable with just a quick, yeah, just a quick fix. I mean, like, just in a couple yeah. of minutes, you can calm, yeah, that's a really quick change. And then also, you can do the tapping, you would say, yeah. tapping on the, on the chest below the collarbone. And just allowing that to calm. And if you want to then, this is all, thing, I can change it to what you can do in public as well. But also you can, then, if you want to build a count, maybe say the alphabet. And that's really significant. So it could be in your mind or saying out loud, A, B, C. And the reason for that is that we distract the brain when we work on phonetics, so counting and we have the brain has to focus on it so at the same time the brain is distracted from what was the problem okay the brain's distracted from the problem but now you're also changing the brain's chemistry by doing the tapping and the havening and the breathing diaphragmic breath you're now moving into your parasympathetic nervous system which is reduced heart rate reduced cortisol immune system now comes online your prefrontal cortex your small part of your brain is now now working again uh, your digestive system is now simulating, absorbing all the nutrients. You're on the ball now, you're, you're grounded and you're buzzing at the same time. And now you've got that great physiology and then chemistry happening. And now you bring, now you stop counting and you think about the same thing again. So you've got now your astronaut, space rocket man, woman brain <laughs> on, on, this, on the original problem. So you, you, you can create a different perspective. Yeah. You know, but it's good because it's holistic healthcare, which is what we're, it's really, it's, it's weird not having Lauren here because she always has so many good questions and, yeah, 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 what, yeah no, I, look, I can't wait to meet Lauren actually. Yeah, so, I know, she's Lauren, great. Lauren, you are. I know, I know, she's had a toothache, she's got really bad toothache and 
and she sees a holistic dentist and obviously the dentists are closed now so she's waiting but um she'll be back Pleasure thank you so much lovely to see you i felt like i should just stay online but we better go now <laughs> We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Healthy Happy Home. We're so grateful to every single one of you who chooses to press play. Please connect with us over on Instagram at Healthy Happy Home Podcast. We have a heap of amazing giveaways and discounts. And remember to use the hashtag Elevation Nation. And if you enjoy our show, why not tell your fellow elevators about us or people who you think could benefit from each episode message? Rating, reviewing and subscribing to Healthy Happy Home will also help other people to find us so that we can grow our Elevation Nation. Thank you to Mega Home Water Distillers for sponsoring this season of Healthy Happy Home. Head over to megahome-distillers.co.uk to learn more about the most reliable and efficient home drinking water distiller on the market and to benefit from a 5% discount as a listener of Healthy Happy Home by using the code HHH5 at checkout. Thank you to Megahome.